Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast. Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Weekly, Oh Dear Monthly, and all subsidiaries are in for to which with me as always on the one podcast where we talk about the things that will make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, Oh Dear, are my co-hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett Raybould. Amazing. Almost no rust. It's been no a long time. Rust. It's been a long still time. Still got it. You still this is got like the it, bi-monthly yeah. podcast now. I know. <laughs> we'll check but, in know. every quarter. Yeah, I know. That kind of would be fun to go. We got a quarterly podcast. <laughs> yeah. Four times a year you'll hear from us. We'll stack everything in. Yeah, and we backload all all the stuff we want to talk about. So it's like <laughs> it's all Dude. killer, no filler. Yeah. Dude, the Will Smith Oscar slap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> so I've been holding this thought in. <laughs> we got Dude, it. Biden won? What? What? <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny but anyway i, I no. mean it's weird to be like how's your lives been outside of the pod but have you guys been having good lives yeah well, it's not I like mean, we haven't well, seen each other <laughs> i know we've seen each other pretty like pretty a lot we, Brett we, and keep, I talk we keep pretty the, often. Uh, Save it for the podcast. We we just yeah. keep that in our day to day lives, even though we haven't podcasted in over a month. We're like, Brad, don't talk to me. Yeah. Save it for the podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we could talk about all the stuff that, like, you know, like all the stuff that's like, you know, Reddit has a section that's called mildly interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like kind of like it's just pictures of like, oh, this is a. Um, yeah, you know, this is a pumpkin that looks like an apple, and you're like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah, that look like an apple. Huh. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is the podcast is now for all the stuff in your life that you haven't shared with me in person, but just like, "Oh, that's a that's an interesting story. It's pretty funny." <laughs> Did I tell you, Christian, about the story of? Uh, I think I told you went on the phone. But did I tell you about those two teenagers trying to almost got in a fight with me? Yeah, you told me. <laughs> no. Two dude, two teenagers. I'm biking. I was biking to go meet up with a friend to go watch the second half of the Chiefs game a few yeah. weeks ago. And I'm biking to Queens and it's in Manhattan. And there are two Young fellas in the bike lane. One of them is just standing there holding his bike, holding his bike horizontal too, like the worst way to hold it. And they're just milling and I have to swerve into the street and like, you know, it's like Manhattan. So it's dangerous. And as I'm biking by, I just yell, that is an awful place to stand. (laughs) And then they yelled, shut the fuck up. And then, and I'm actually pretty proud of this comeback because what I said to them was, um, no, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty good, right? That's yeah. kind of. He didn't know what to do like, himself. He was like, wait, <laughs> that's what I said to you. What, what are you talking <laughs> Pretty witty. But um, so I keep biking. And then about 15 seconds later, I hear from behind me, were you biking so fast, buddy? And I'm like, dude, am I being tailed by this, <laughs> like, like a Forrest Gump bully? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so he keeps following me. He's like, you afraid? You afraid? And I eventually, I'm like, I pull over. I stop. 
And I go, and now we're blocking the bike lane for our altercation. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure the next thing is going to happen is another biker is going <laughs> to bike by and go, that's an awful place to stand. And then, and then the three of you <laughs> are then going to gang up on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, let's get him, boys. <laughs> I've now joined these two yeah. rapscallion teenagers. Yeah. Um, and, and so... Um, Anyway, so I go, what's up, buddy? And he goes, uh, why'd you tell me to shut the fuck up? And I was like, I, I go, because this is New York City. That's what you do. You tell me to shut the fuck up. I tell you <laughs> to shut the fuck up. And then we go live our separate lives. And it's fine. Yeah, Like, you know what it is to yell at a stranger yeah. in New York City for just like, inconveniences it's not rude it's not disrespectful it's just like custom yeah it's just what you do it's not like i'm actually like fuck you i just right. mean fuck you in the car horn sense yeah the um, number one rule of new york city is don't slow anyone down and if you slow anyone down they get to fu say fuck you to you they get to say fuck yeah. you that's it's a fair trade it's that's the transaction and so he was like, and uh, he was like, you're a pussy. And I go, yeah, you're right. That's fine. <laughs> I, like, I didn't fight him on it. Yeah. He was like, do you want to fight right now? And I'm like, no, I don't want to fight. And by this time, his friend has run up, has caught up via running. Yeah. And they go, how would you like it if we kicked your ass right now? And I go, I would not like that. And I don't want to fight because I think you guys will beat me up. Yeah, and like, <laughs> he's like, I think we established I'm a pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's total teenager mentality. It's yeah. total teenager mentality to be like, or just like idiot mentality to, to like have this arbitrary sense of, I have to get in a fight with this man to defend my honor. Cause he said, fuck you. Even though I um, was wrong. Even though they were, that's what's annoying. It's like, you I were technically wrong. I had every yeah. right to reasonably say that is a terrible place yeah. to stand. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, ended up, uh, <laughs> they, you could tell they didn't, you can kind of tell they don't actually want to fight either because yeah, even though it's two kids who are, have puberty strength and that's what they have over me is like, yeah. I don't have, I, I'm not old enough to have old man strength, but I'm not yeah. young enough to have like hormone strength. Yeah. Does, and I'm, and I'm, you know, a, a semi-regular workout person. So it's not like I'm like gym ripped. Yeah. So, so I just, I'm like in that gray zone of pussydom where like, <laughs> you know, you guys have kids, you now, I think that's a big thing that you accumulate old man strength. Once, once your wife pushes a kid out of herself. Would you agree? Is it an age thing to have old man strength or is it a uh, life thing? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what old man strength is. I, I, you don't I've know what old of, man I've strength is? retard strength, but that's There's it. like, there's a, I've gotten a little bit of that. <laughs> I was waiting. I was My like, age. Brett, do you have that yet? No. Okay. When do you get that? There's a little bit of the, uh, you know, a baby's. A baby is stuck under a car and her mother, you know, gets the strength to lift up the car. That There's right. a little bit of that. But I mean, honestly, like I don't want to fight anybody, 
but I have, I said this before, but it was like, I've had like 36 years of pent up rage at my father that I'm more than happy to unleash on somebody. (laughs) I heard somebody, I heard somebody say something that I was like, I feel like that fits with me is like, look, I can't fight, but you can't teach rage. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can fight, but you can't teach rage. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I have no skill, but like in order for you to beat me in a fight, you're probably going to have to kill me because I'm I'm just going to be so angry. (laughs) That's true. Rig has like rig has, but what you have like woods, you have like woods strength. (laughs) Oh, Blaze is here. Oh, I'll go upstairs. Sorry, man. I thought you were gone. Is that if I do this right here? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm good. Yeah, um, that's really funny. It reminds me of a story. I was actually speaking of bikes and stuff. I was walking Beavis like a couple months ago, maybe. And yeah. uh, it was at night. It was a nighttime. And like I'm walking Beavis and we come up to a, um, a crosswalk and it turns red. And I stop to look. And this there's cars coming. So I stop. And then there's this girl riding along the same street that I am going in the same direction as me. And she stops Mm -hmm. and like her back tire is in the bike lane, like of the perpendicular bike lane. Does that make sense? Like this guy's going this way and we're going this way. So this dude like crosses his street and then right as he, he like buzzes her, like goes right off of her back tire and then leans in and just goes, boo. Her and she jumps like what the hell is that and then he what? he he does another 10 feet and then he hit like this divot in the road and he flew over the top of his handlebars oh. and onto the ground and then the girl just looks over like because he's like a goon and she goes are you okay like very sarcastically yeah. and he goes bitch i'm fine and then gets on his bike <laughs> and rolls back and then i hear i'm a man <laughs> and i'm just like it was the funniest thing because, like, you can't, like, you can't, like, look cool getting back on a bicycle that you just flew off of. Because there's always those first couple pedal steps Bitch. that are, like, the bike's wobbling. Like, you just look right. like a kid. Like, right. the fucking funniest thing. Like, he's trying to save face. He was wrong the entire time, and then there was a karmic force that made him pay for it, and then he still was like, I'm fine, bitch. It was so And then she just, like, drove off, and I'm sitting there left on the corner, and I'm just laughing. I'm, like, looking around to see if anybody else saw it. I'm like, nope, no one saw it. All right. Just me and that one random woman. I love that he said out loud his, like, reptilian subconscious (laughs) thing. I'm a man. (laughs) I'm still a man. Like, the Freudian thing just couldn't stay inside. (laughs) So good. Even after – he didn't need to say, like, boo or make her jump or anything, right? Like No, it was like – it was like – if it was a crowded street and her back tire was in his bike lane, maybe you could make a case – you know, but there was nobody there and the bike lanes wide enough to where he could just easily get through without any issue. I feel like he was just being a dick just to be a dick. Yeah. And, he's, and it was a woman who he knew wasn't going to do anything to. Right. And like it was just like it was it was so unnecessary because I saw it happening wow. as it was happening. And I look, I was like, why the fuck would he do that? And then I'm following in my with my eyes and then I just see him fly over the handlebars. It was so funny. Dude, here's flying over. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 please. That I, I'm just exclaiming at how funny that is. That's the flying funny. over is amazing. It's so comedic. That's instant like, karma. Yeah. yeah, and that never happens. Yeah. Well, the thing that's like amazing about that story, and just like 
you can tell that guy's whole life in this one story is that he goes, I'm going to be a dick to this random person. I'm just going right. to like put negativity out in the world. And then negativity comes back to him immediately. And then the person he, ex- he was negative to extends kindness. Even if it was like half hearted, right. extends kindness to him. And he still goes back to, Fuck you. Yeah. More negativity. And then go has to drive off, and go, I I'm I'm still cool. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah, never yeah. gonna get out of your own way, dude. You might as well just drive that bike into a ditch because <laughs> it's over. That's oh, exactly man. true. New York is really that is just like a gift from the New York heavens. Yeah. Where you just you're on a <laughs> on a pedestrian walk with your dog that you do do every day. And something in the universe is like, you know what, Wit? I want you to, I just want you to be able to come back. You've had a rough week. Let me just give you, let me give you a laugh that you cannot, you just can't get a laugh like that from a TV yeah. show or something. Yeah. Street theater. New York yeah. is the capital of street theater. I think It really is. I was, uh, we were, um, I was driving in on the Upper West Side and I'm like going up 78th Street. And there's this van that's blocking the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So then now, like after about a couple minutes, because I'm assuming they're going to like move. So I start honking and they're not moving. The guy's just like, oh, he's doing the, one of those things. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So I start, I'm honking. Then all of a sudden people behind me are start honking. Now, like there's like at least four or five cars deep. The dude behind me gets out. I was like, yo, what is going on? What's going on out here? And the guy's like, don't talk to me. Talk to the guy in front of me. So then I get out and I see there's another van in front of him. So there's two vans kind of like at a right angle in one parking spot. And neither of them wants to get out. He's like, I need the spot because I need to. But meanwhile, it's an illegal spot. It's like a hydrant or something. Neither of you should be there. And um so they're both like stuck there. Nobody wants to get out. Meanwhile, there's like, if he double, if either of them just double parks, like a yes. little bit further down, they're fine, but nobody wants to give up anything. So I yeah. get out and I go to the fr- the guy in the front and I look and I see he has, there's plenty of space. If he just moves up, I'm like, oh. I don't care what you guys do. I don't care about the spot. I just need to get around you. And there's no space to get around you. And I go to the first guy. I'm like, dude, just move up a little bit. He uh, he should move. I was here first. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're ruining everyone's lives behind you. So then, so then, uh, like the the guy who's the two guys are still squabbling or whatever. Tell him to move. Tell him to move. I need the spot. I'm like, you guys are both morons. So the guy behind me is like in, in a van. He's like driving like a budget truck or something. He's like, listen, listen. He goes to me. He's like, listen, I'll, 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 I'll scoot you in. I'll, I'll direct you. So mm-hmm. I start going and I'm like, he's like really gently, like kind of, you know, maneuvering me. Cause there's literally, like, there's just no room, but he, he can see that there's a little bit of space that I, maybe I can get through. So then I'm like, I'm turning. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's doing the New York thing. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. All right. Turn it this way. We're trying to figure this out together. Meanwhile, the guy in the, the second van behind him is like getting real pissed. And he just starts going, like, he just starts ramming the, the van in front of him. 
Oh, he just starts ramming it, and we're with like, his dude, car? with his, with the, yeah, with the van, the two vans that were Holy right shit. angle. The second, the van behind just starts ramming the first one, and we're like, dude, dude. So he starts trying to back up into me, and the guy directing me is like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. you're gonna, you're gonna fuck him up. So then, like, so then I'm like, well, fuck it, if. He's going to back into me. So there's only, there's no way out of this. So I have to just move forward. Either I'm going to get hit or I'm going to like scrape his ass. So I just like keep going. And then I scraped like a little bit there. I got like a lot of his paint and a little bit of a dent. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. So he just rams the van in front of him even more. And that guy just like drives off. Meanwhile, if he'd done that like a second earlier, I could, (laughs) I wouldn't, (laughs) my car wouldn't be dented. And I was like, the dude who is who's directing me was so defeated at that point. He was like, <laughs> he put his hands down and just looked at the situation. It was like, I really tried to be a good person, and it was all for nothing. And then the guy, the guy in the first van, just drove away. And then I don't even know what happened. I just drove off because I was like, I'm not going to get inform like insurance information. I don't care. The damage is probably not that bad. I heard it, yeah, and I was right. like, it's fine. It was a dent. I buffed it out, and but. It's fine, but it was just such a New York thing of like the fight of of, of a spot where it's like, dude, it you you're ruining everyone's day, right? And that's that's like uh, you almost wish there was like there should just be in New York. Everyone has to be our own like city hall monitors. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. we regulate the city. Is yeah. the ecosystem is required? Like it's it's very like planet Earthy. Yeah. That like the way the ecosystem runs is that you check people by saying by yelling at them so yeah, that they yeah. stop whatever the fuck they're doing. Stop it because you're inconveniencing the public at large. Right. Yeah. That's what I don't understand is like how you can completely like inconvenience that many people and not have a care in the world. Dude, I like, know, I man. Fucking, yeah. That bothers me to no extent. Like when you're in traffic and then like you get to what's causing the traffic and it's just like a person who was an idiot. And you're just like, they, do you, like, like, I hope you feel terrible for just look at all these people whose lives, whose afternoons you completely inconvenience because you're an idiot. Like, I hope you, but they're like, no, fuck, dude, it's the other guy. No, you're an idiot. Well, like, it's like when they double park with the hazards on. Yeah. yeah. They're just running an errand to, like, go get, I don't know, Mickey D's or some shit. And they could have pulled up to that area where they're now not making one lane of traffic. But they just were like, well, no, that takes an extra 20 seconds. Yeah. So why, (laughs) like, that type of shit should genuinely be illegal. It should yeah. be yeah. so illegal. The other but, day, they're like with alternate side parking, like this dude, I guess he just didn't realize it was alternate side parking. So he double parked his car on the street where people had to move their car. So everybody like got their cars and like moved them to the other side of the street. But now his car is just sitting in the middle of the road with the new road because you know how like the, the parking spaces become the road basically. Mm-hmm. So this dude is just sitting there. And every and I, I just had my car fucked up because a, a goddamn giant moving truck just knocked the whole fucking side mirror off the side of my car. Then it cost me like five hundred dollars to fix and like hit and run to the guy just left like no insurance of course. and shit. Of course. Um, luckily, my doorman took a picture of the guy in the license plate and I was like, oh, dude, I got him. This is perfect. And I like sent it in and they're like, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And it's like, what are you talking about? I have the guy's 
information. That would be like if I found a murder weapon and you're like, yeah, all right, maybe. What are you talking about? I have the fucking guy's plates. I have the picture. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But anyway, but your so this, insurance, yeah. you know, real quick, insurance will always find a way. Was the van blue? Because we don't cover blue vans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and it's like I already paid the deductible, which is five hundred bucks. And like they're they're like, do you want to go to a Geico authorized dealer or a garage? And I was like, sure. I'm way less likely to get ripped off. I'm sure. Um, so I go to the thing, and then the guy who owns it was like, yeah, we found a used uh, side mirror from a car that got totaled, but the 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 mirror was ter- perfectly fine. So we just bought that. At, um, and we installed it. So it was like $880. And then I paid my $500 deductible. But if mm. I just went to a regular garage, some dude would have caught some charge me like $2,500. And then I would have had to pay 500. And then the insurance company would have had to pay the two grand. So that yeah. Geico authorized thing was not so I don't get ripped off. And so they don't get ripped don't, off. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucking But they funny. make it sound like it was like, oh, we have these Geico authorized places. So You're going to it's better. Anytime. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Chris. Go uh, real quick. Uh, uh, we we had some dam- flooding damage in our basement. It wasn't. It was pretty, fairly minor. <clears throat> but they had to like cut into the cut into the wall and all this stuff. And the insurance guy, the the plumbing guy, was like, "Oh, like he was salivating the whole time. He's like, you have insurance? Oh God! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we got it all fixed up, and he's like." I was like, how does this, how does this work? He's like, well, we go through the insurance company. They'll send us a check and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pay us directly. And then if there's any, anything they need to give you, they'll give it to you. So we're like, all right, work was all done. It was so, it was such an insane amount of work. It was a little bit of flooding, a pretty like small hole that they had to cut, but still had to be patched up. But they brought in these like huge, heavy duty vacuums, those to dry up everything which was like such overkill we're like but they're like listen there's mold man you don't even you don't even want to know dude (laughs) like it was such overkill just to bring up a high bill so anyway oh yeah yeah yeah. so they gave us like a a check for like dude real quick they also show up to make the check more they show up with neck braces Like, yeah. We we got injured while doing it. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so instead of the check coming directly to them, it came directly to us, the full amount. So so we were like, oh wow, and it was it was for a pretty good amount of money. So uh, so then we called them up and we're like, so they sent us the check. You said it was going to come to you, and they're like, oh all right, well, all right, we'll just pay us then. And, and we're like, well, um, they didn't, and Natasha is so smart. She's like, well, they didn't give us enough to cover the thing. And then, so whatever it was, let's say it was $5,000. And she goes, ah, oh, the guy on the phone's like, oh, really? Shit. Hold on. Give me one second. And then he comes back. He's like, all right, uh, let's just call it 2,500. <laughs> he knocks <laughs> half the price down and just to like. Like in a second, because it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was all, ridiculous it was to all, begin with. Yeah, it was, it was a cash added, grab. Right, that's exactly what they do with insurance. That we we had to take Beavis to the uh, emergency hospital like when he was like two, like so this was like three or four years ago, 
and he's just. I like, feel like Beavis, given his genetics, has about a monthly ER visit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 like at least like a vet visit every quarter, and you're like, what's wrong with him? Okay, can he's we got submit- a hernia. Yeah, it's like, can we submit that to insurance? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, all right. Um, so he has insurance. So we go in and like, they're like, oh man, we're going to have to keep him overnight. It's going to be expensive. Do you guys have insurance? And we go, yes. And then she goes, you guys are the best. And she high fives us. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, she's complimenting us for like being good dog parents. No, it's just so like they can just, they're like yeah. awesome. Because uh, the last three people didn't. And we had to yeah. cut deals with them. And now your insurance is going to make up for those deals we just cut. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's basically all insurance is. It's like when I went, I before I had a health insurance, I went to City MD and I, I was having breathing problems because I have asthma. And when you have breathing mm-hmm. problems, they take you immediately. So they took me in the back. They gave me all this breathing treatments and all this stuff. And they never asked me about insurance. And they go, oh, by the way, you're insured, right? And I go, oh, no. And they go, oh. All right, well, it's going to wow. be like $90. <laughs> and then like <laughs> Sarah's regular insurance at this time, she goes to the same city MD for a problem. And like uh-huh. her bill was like two grand and then insurance, you know, covered most of it. And she still had to pay out of pocket like $300 or something. So Jeez. it's just like, it's just stupid. It's just, it's yeah. like the dumbest thing that we have. That's so fucking funny that like as soon as you say insurance, they're like, yes, I can get that like Art Deco furniture. Yeah, I always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we gonna I mean, make call her wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, um, pack for Hawaii. <laughs> this guy's got insurance. We got another French bulldog with his insurance. <laughs> All oh, state man. is paying for our son's college. We can add on that new addition to the vacation home. <laughs> but I, I will say it's always dangerous when you go to like the licensed thing of the – you talk about the Geico licensed whatever. Mm-hmm. I had to – because my check engine light was on, I couldn't get my new inspection sticker because they won't give you a new sticker if the light is on. So – and, but I have an old car, so then the part needed for the – my car is fine, by the way. I took it to two mechanics. They're like, it's just the light is on just because it's an old computer chip or whatever the fuck. And so eventually when it expired, I would just have to hope I didn't get tickets that they didn't see my shit was expired. But eventually my license, my registration and like license were expired. So I was getting a double. I got one double ticket. So I said, fuck it. I got to take it to the Honda dealership and bite the bullet. I know it's going to suck, but I can't exist in perpetuity. Worried about getting tickets every day at the Honda. I go in. My check engine light is on. Okay. It's $800 after it's labor plus parts is $800. That sucks, but okay. I start my car to take it off the lot. And now my SRS light is on. So... I go back inside and I go, hey, man, my check engine light is now off, but the SRS light is now on. And he goes, bro, I got you, fam. Come back. I ordered the part for the new SRS. Thing. I go, I'm not paying for that because it was off when I came in. And he goes, I got you. And so he goes, bring it back a week later. We'll order the new part. We'll do it for free. I said, great. I wait a week. No call. So I call them. And then the guy, his name was Jamal, goes, ah, man, the part's on back order. Like I could feel him just, that's what he says. Reaching, yeah. 
So he goes, uh, parts on back order. I go, okay, when will it be available? And he goes, uh, November 20th. And I go, okay, great. I just marked my calendar on November 20th and I will call you on that day. So I'll talk to you then. So I am so looking forward to this call in two days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'm like, but it's such a fucking New York fix. It's such yeah. a landlord mentality to fix one problem, but then create another one. Hope that they don't care or notice, or they hope I just drive off and go, fuck it. I got the thing I wanted done. Yeah. And, and, it's like, and let it go me- by the wayside. Meanwhile, like your car is not technically street legal but then the other day i was driving and there was like 45 teenagers driving fucking rv or atvs down <laughs> yeah. like are those like those can be on the fucking street like yeah. no your yeah. honda accord has a check engine light on so oh it can't pass inspection but you're allowed to just drive around on a fucking toy that's incredibly loud disturbing <laughs> the peace like that should be every inspection should be start your car. Okay. Now rev the engine and they should have like a decimal meter. And if it's yeah. above a certain amount of, okay, no, sorry. Your car is not street legal. You can't pass inspection. Or like, you have to pay douchebag tax Yeah, where they're like, Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Douchebag like, tax. Like, yeah. And it has to go directly to like the neighborhoods who you torment. Like the, like, right. Yeah. 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 It's the fucking most <laughs> unreasonable. Like, I don't understand. It's again, it's like, I don't understand the mentality of someone who just completely like has no regard or respect for like polite society around them and just does whatever the fuck they want. And annoying everybody else. Like, I don't get that person's mentality. Like, how can you have a loud-ass motorcycle and you're driving around and you're just going, blah, blah, you're revving it. You're not just driving, you're revving it. You're blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, you're in a, you're in Park Slope, dude. Like, no one cares. No one's impressed. We all want you to die, actually. So, like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know. It's just... It's just, yeah, you should get a ticket. You should at least get a ticket if you if you're uh, driving a loud ass thing around a funeral home or something, or like right. certain areas, like a, a church, a funeral home, a daycare, a school. Like that's an immediate ticket if it's too loud. Yeah. It's like you I got a. Uh, I I was parking and I got a um, I got a ticket for not having my uh, or for having expired registration, mm-hmm. but it was for my expired New York registration. Well, I'm in Connecticut now, so it's not even. So it's not like my registration isn't valid whatsoever. Like my, or that sticker is not valid anymore. Like I turned in my plates. Like you can't give me a ticket for plates that I don't have or for a car that's not registered in for expired registration that's in the wrong state. You know what I mean? Like he didn't even look at my plates. He just beeped the uh, like scanned the um, the tick the sticker on my windshield and just gave me a ticket based off that. And I'm like all right, well, I can easily dispute this. But of course, as soon as you go to the dispute site, they're like, our our website for disputes is broken. So yeah, well, I disputed like I, I parked my car literally like they just they turned. Uh, I live on 19th Street on 20th Street. It used to be a two way. They made it a one way and they created all of these like extended parking spots, like the ones that are drawn on the side of the street and yeah. a big ass bike lane for 20th Street. And so I'm driving around looking for parking, and then in front of this building, there's this this big spot that's compl- drawn out to park in. And I park there, and I look around, and there's no no parking signs, and I go, oh, cool. And then I come back uh, the next day, and I have a parking ticket, and it's an, it's more money because I'm parking in a, I'm parked in a restricted zone. Hmm. And I go okay, and then I go and I I walk literally like 
80 feet until I find a sign that says you can't park from here forward. But I'm yeah. like, if you're making, if you're the person is in charge of the project where you're making parking spots and a bike lane, why would you draw a spot, a parking spot in a place that you're not allowed to stand? It's like no standing at any time, but you still drew a parking spot. Just draw lines like like just right. what are you doing? So I, I took pictures and I sent them in and they're like, nope, doesn't count still. And I'm just like, <laughs> fight, like you can't beat City Hall. It's like I got a parking ticket. I literally pulled over to the side of the road. I double parked. I hit my hazards. I ran inside of a subway. I grabbed a sandwich and I ran out. I was out of my car for all of 20 seconds. And there were, she was standing there giving me a ticket. And I yelled at her, go, Hey, I'm right here. And then she still scanned my registration. And then she goes, Oh, it's too late. I already scanned the registration. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, how would like, I don't understand how that's like the rules of the crime. Like I'm parking here. If I would have got there before you scan my registration it's not a crime but because you scan the registration mm-hmm. now it's a crime and i I, yeah. I i literally sent in a fucking thing for that and i i got declined and it's just like you can't you can't win it's like these people are just megalomaniacs and they're just they just i i, I don't know i don't know i think you have to be a sociopath to be a meter maid like i don't know how you <laughs> could just give people tickets like that like i don't know how do you do you not feel terrible about yourself like that's such a shitty thing to do. Everyone's got to make a living, though, you know. But yep. what are they on commission? Like, come on, dude! Like, what are you giving me a ticket for? <laughs> they might be. Are they? They might be. It makes sense. Like, if they are, that's sense. a travesty. Like that, you're encouraged. Yeah. Like that would be like a cop who's like, hey, you know, you get twenty percent for every drug deal you bust. Like, <laughs> like what? Do well, you- it's kind of the private prison system. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's good. What it is? Which, yeah. which is good that we have it. Right. I would actually genuinely love to hear what is the pro argument for private prisons. Yeah, they're putting away dangerous people. What do you care? Jobs. Yeah, exactly. Jobs and and putting away dangerous people who smoke weed. What do you care where they go? (laughs) (laughs) What do you care? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I do want to talk about this because it's uh it's fresh. Um Elon Musk buying Twitter or officially purchased Twitter while we while we've been on like hiatus and uh, he's making some crazy in some people's minds, crazy decrees, crazy stipulations about working there. So he, funny. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, he's uh, he basically sent out a memo and I, I could have the story completely wrong, but he sent out a memo basically going like, listen, you're going to work here like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you don't like it, there's a door pretty much. And I think just today there was like a bunch of people, that have quit on mass uh, and Dude. to the point where they had to shut down the Twitter offices. And, and it's so fucking funny. Cause he was like, you have to come into work. He's like, you, yeah. you got it. Basically what it is, is uh, uh, talk about, talk about megalomaniacs. That's probably the chief among them all. Mm. And it's so funny. And it's like, you cannot expect people. This is all a job to them. So to yeah. you, you're like fighting to be seen as a great entrepreneur, yeah. even though he's that was the dumbest decision. I'm not a business genius, but buying Twitter for a funny share price because it was 420, 5420, he bought it for 
that so he but that was like way overvalued on a company that has never turned a profit has lost billions of dollars consistently is yeah. like wrapped up in so much and it's uh, not monetizable unless you charge it, a subscription fee which but no, no one's no gonna others, fucking do that no other social media company does so like and once yeah exactly because the customer is not the people the users the customer is the advertisers and the users are what they sell so it's like him being like, you must dedicate your life to me not looking like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, or you get three months severance and you can yeah. leave. And I think everyone was like, okay, I'll take three months of free paychecks. Then uh, staying on the Titanic while it's, it's not just sinking. It's also like burning too. Like it's, it's very interesting. I'm, um, I, it's gone so wrong since he's taken it over that I'm almost convinced that he bought it just to shut it down because it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe that's conspiracy theory, but I'm like, you, this is so wrong. Like, and it's so, dude, you're doing everything wrong that I'm thinking that you're maybe benevolent enough to like, I got to shut down Twitter because it's a cancer to our society. But I feel like if that was the case, he would have just did it and said he was doing it because- yeah. Uh, cause that gives him the credit, but now it just looks like he's an idiot. So like, there's no right. way the egomaniac is, 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 is made right. to be, look like an idiot. It's so like, I get that there's like this thing where it's like, you know, no one wants to work and it's like, well, here's the thing you, you, you cogs who are aware that they're cogs don't want to commit their lives to being cogs. Like if you're a cog in a machine, so well said. you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, you know, you're a cog in the machine and you go, all right, you know what? That's fine. I'll be a cog in the machine for, you know, a hundred K year, but like, it's going to be on my, I'm not going to sell my entire life to you. Like right. I'll give you 40 hours and I'll get my 100 K <laughs> and then I'll live my life the way I want to live my life. But I'm not. And then there's uh -huh. like this attitude is like, no one wants to work anymore. Well, no one, you don't share like when like, you know, you don't share your billions of dollars with your employees, you know, like yeah. people who work for Amazon, like they try to unionize and it gets all shut down and they fight it so hard. And it's like, why are you afraid of taking care of being forced to take care of your employees? Like rather than right. you get to choose how you take care of your employees, like you're, you're a billion dollar company like Amazon, especially like there's no way you don't have enough money to pay your employees more. You just know that. You work for a giant company that needs to increase their fucking earnings calls every quarter. And if you're paying your employees a lot of money, that's a lot of overhead and you're not going to be able to keep your 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 growth every you know percent, right. every whatever percent is your goal. So it's like that's your game. That's not our game, though. Like if you're an employee for a company like I don't give a fuck if you're if your goal is just to increase your you know, your quarterly earnings and to keep your net worth going up and then not give me any of it. Why would I help you do it more than I have to? Like right. I'll do it for the 40 hours that I was hired to do, but I'm not doing it for a minute more. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think that that's a laziness. I don't think, you know, and, and, you know, you can make the argument that being forced to go into the office, like maybe, you know, maybe if you're the the um the manager or the owner of a business maybe you think that more work is or or better work is done with people in the office and i think that's fair to to say 
But listen, I think I should offer my opinion as the resident job creator of the Odier podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Whitmer, I mean, how could anyone disagree with like, yeah, it's like you people are smart enough to know what a job is and that yeah. they don't love it, but they're able to make enough to either survive or hopefully better, better yet, do whatever the fuck they want with their life. Yeah. But like. Elon is basically yelling at his employees, spin harder, you cog. Like, yeah, yeah. go faster, spin harder. Like, no, I let myself be a cog so that, you know, and I bet, I bet Twitter employees, I bet social media employees generally have pretty good salaries, especially like, yeah, like Silicon Valley is engineer, like since the Silicon Valley. So it's, it's just like proof of like, this guy does not operate in the real world and thinks the people who are obsessed with him on Twitter, because there are so many people who fanboy over Elon. Right. And that, that was like when I originally learned of him years ago, he was like the PR image of him was like, Oh, he's the real life Tony Stark. Right. Yeah. Right. Like he's Mr. Like, Oh, this is like the cool sleek billionaire. Who's like, fucking witty and like He's gonna save yeah us from climate change with his electric cars and things like that yeah yeah and i feel like um i feel like the shark has jumped for billionaires like i feel like 10 years ago was the perfect time to be a billionaire right? <laughs> just as far as like we didn't all hate them yet like Mark Zuckerberg was heralded as like, you know, kind of like the boy genius till we yeah. all realized, oh, Facebook is a cancer. It's like yeah. you said, and he has done so much to or his creation has done so much to sow discord in the world. And maybe right. you could argue these things that ended up sowing discord would have gotten created without them. Right. Like, which yeah. is, you know, who the yeah, fuck Yeah, I mean, knows. it's probably, probably true. I mean, it's the, it's it's the internet. It's probably true. If, if it's Facebook, the internet. If Facebook never existed, another thing would have been the same Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. You know, like, one of the things that I find kind of interesting about it is, like, the people who are billionaires at the top of the chain or whatever, they are, like, capitalists, and they brag about capitalism, and they brag about making money and stuff. But, like, the job market is, like, the free market in the sense that, you know you put out what you can offer, but if somebody else comes out with a better offer, the employee could take that offer instead. So it's like a situation where the job market's a free market and you're offering a shittier version of, you know, goods compared to another company who like Apple or Amazon or any of these, whatever. Right. And then you're, instead of you changing to adapt to the free market, you just bitch that nobody wants to work anymore. Right. Like, everybody's right. a pussy. No one wants to work anymore. No one. No. How about how about you change? How about you? How about you adapt your business to get employees that are going to make your business better? How about you offer more money or offer stock shares or anything like that? But they're never willing to do that. They're just going to sow discord of their own by saying that all these people don't want to work and they're all lazy. And it's like, uh, you know, maybe some of them are, but, you know, uh, like I said, I, when you tell a cog he's a cog, the cog's just going to put the 40 hours in and then leave because there's no right. reward after that. And um, it's some of these, I feel like some of these billionaires, like uh, especially these like tech, 
you know, these genius level people who want to come up with something and like basically create a force to make this thing happen. Like, like an Elon in this situation with Twitter, he's like, guys, I'm sure when he started, he was like, guys, we're going to change Twitter. We're going to do it for the team. Like, I'm sure he had a big rah, rah speech or whatever, but it's, it's again, it's like the same thing of like, like, we don't care about your dream, dude. We're here for the check and you can't expect us to be like, motivated or enthusiastic about this thing that you think is fucking awesome. It's like, it's like, um, it's like if you have a, we've all had, we've all helped on like sketches and stuff, right? Somebody asks you, Hey, can you be a part of my sketch or whatever? If you, if you're doing a sketch, you're like, dude, I wrote this really funny sketch. It's fucking awesome. And you keep people there for eight hours they're going to be like, no. And you ask them to do a sketch again for free. They're going to be like, no dude. Like I don't care about making your thing fucking awesome. It's like, why won't anybody help me make my slasher movie? You guys suck. Like it's yeah. It's your dumb movie. And then we even feel that not, not in like a negative way, but you have to be aware. Like we're making the play happen. Yeah. And the, the, it's not bad, but the, the reality is, is, you if it's ultimately like your dream or you know you have to understand that it's okay that people would view it that way too right that's why you uh you know want to line up everyone's like best interest to go like it is good if this goes for everybody and i also understand that if it's my dream i should work the hardest for it right like i I, I wouldn't begrudge someone for like, I went out and I tried to bark some, I barked some tickets. I wouldn't like, could you imagine Wimmer if I texted you, Hey man, will you go out and bark tickets for the play? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, man, how much are you going to pay me? And I was like, dude, come on. Just like do it for the show. Do <laughs> like, it for the show. You asshole. Yeah. It's like, but dude, like, I'm taking care of my daughter. You're like, I don't care about your daughter. That's your problem. What the fuck? Do you not, do you not believe in this? It's like, well, like, like what about like some sort of daycare system where like, nope, fuck you. Why would I give you anything? I'm trying to get what I want. Like, that's, and then I'm that's eventually the, I'm like, the all right, fine, note. fine, dude. $10 an hour, dude. Fuck. Okay. Fine. You fine. win. You win. Yeah. You yeah. win. Yeah. Like you know the, what? You're fired, dude. <laughs> You're like, wait, from what? <laughs> you just yeah. missed out. You missed out because yeah. you're it's not also committed. Like, he gets the job and he literally goes, comedy is now legal on Twitter again. And then oh. like Kathy Griffin changes her name to Elon Musk and he bans her. And then he goes... Yeah. He goes, no one's allowed to impersonate anybody. And if you're a parody account, you have to have it. So now you have your own rules. It's like that fucking during like the riots and stuff uh, that that Seattle group of like liberal people took over that little section of Seattle. Like this is ours now. This is our liberal utopia. And then the first thing they did was get guns and start kicking people out. And like, it's like (laughs) as soon as you make your own thing, you literally like you betray every one of your animal farm. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. what it is. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like the most hilarious, like 
uh, way Dude. of betraying your principles as soon as it's convenient. Like you think you're this free speech hero and then Kathy Griffin changes her name to Elon Musk and you're like, well, not that kind of free speech. Exactly. Like, it's just like, it, it's such a joke. Even worse or even like he was always like, it's going to be free speech. We will not regulate anything. And then guess what happened? A lot of uh, accounts started tweeting the worst thing. They started tweeting slurs. Yeah. Like a lot of them. Yeah. And then advertisers understandably are like, hey, I don't want to be on a platform that has awful, irreprehensible right. shit on it. Yeah. And so they yeah. started pulling out. And then guess what? They then, I think if I'm not mistaken, Twitter had to then be like, all right, well, no, like hate speech. And you're like, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they basically had to be like, oh, no, we do need to regulate. It's yeah. like if Twitter is a town square, as Elon likes to call it, and someone is standing on the town square just shouting the N-word, yeah. you're not going to go, yeah, let that guy – he should be allowed. <laughs> let's let him hang out. And yeah. No, you would want something – if you're at a lunch table and someone's only contribution to the conversation is like, you know, uh, I love Nazis – you're not going to yeah. want that person to sit with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I going back to the billionaire thing, it's like, it's very interesting. Like there's, we have a very, uh, success worship type deal in this country and world probably, but like, it's just, it's funny. The Theranos lady, the Elizabeth Holmes, you know, the, 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 blowback against Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. And now this new guy, I guess he's not new, but Sam Bankman Freed, the FTX guy. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this story is like insane. And he's this like story's insane. He basically if you don't know he created Fill in because a, I'm I'm a little like rusty on it. Like I kind of right, right. like I've heard stuff, but I don't know all the story. He created a, a crypto exchange called FTX, right? One of and the biggest. One of the biggest, absolutely. So much so that they bought the license rights, the name rights to the. Uh, was it Lakers? It was Miami, right? In or Miami, FTX Arena. The FTX Arena was the. It was. It's like a major. I think the yeah. Heat. I think you're right. Point is, yeah. like a, a one of the most major sports teams. FTX they have Arena. All, all the commercials with you know they had the famous Larry Tom David Brady. Commercial. Yeah, David Tom Brady commercial. Uh, just urging Matt, you to invest Matt. in crypto. Yeah urging you to invest in crypto and all this stuff, right? So this guy is the youngest billionaire. Um, I don't know how much he had, but he had a lot. 30 some billion before yeah. when he was 29. He's one of those guys. He like shows up to board meetings in a t-shirt and fucking, you know, sweatpants and just, he's like, I'm cool, man. I'm just fucking like kind of spacey, <laughs> but he's also like, not Kevin Spacey, but just yeah, space yeah. I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's a pedophile, you know, <laughs> shades of Weinstein. Yeah. And he's like, he's kind of like talking about like, dude, like I, I want to give up all my money when I die or whatever to like just causes and, and charities by the way, and real quick. You're not a hero if you say when I die. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. George Washington famously said, freed his slaves. 
after he died. Yeah. I go, that doesn't count. I yeah. don't give you more. That's so fucking funny. Frankly, now, you now know that what you're I mean? done serving me because <laughs> I don't exist anymore, <laughs> I suppose I'll let you be free because I'm not around to see it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I only I, I know this yeah. is really beneficial for me. I'm not going to be around to be inconvenienced by your freedom. Yeah. So you can have it when I'm gone. <laughs> It's like, so this whole give up my money when I'm dead, I go, yeah. I don't, I'll give up my money when I'm dead. Fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll give up the opportunity to have sex with Rihanna when I die. Like, yeah. it's, it's, that's, it doesn't, I don't know if that analogy makes sense, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. bullshit. You have so to be same, having sex with Rihanna. Yes. For it to then be a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, so anyway, Sam Big, let's just call him SBF because that's how he kind of wanted to be known SBF. So, uh, so he's very like espousing all this stuff about altruism or whatever. His crypto, uh, the, yeah, FTX just, uh, or is in the process of filing for bankruptcy and people he, are like, how the fuck did this happen? Yes. He, and he tried to lean into like, I'm the people's billionaire. Exactly. Which is, yeah. Which he is like, like, did he do anything illegal? Has that been determined yet? So right now it's kind of Dude, trying. So absolutely, undeniably, should be in prison. Right. Like, so, so, it, so, so he was. So he was here's, basically used. Oh yeah, Christian, you can explain. But no, just here's what here's kind of what happened. So basically, he set up this crypto exchange, but he also had a hedge fund called Alameda or something like that. Mm-hmm. So which was connected to the crypto exchange. So this hedge fund was doing what a hedge fund does: basically taking money and placing bets, essentially. Um, on shorts, on whatever. And then, so those bets didn't pay off and they lost a ton of money. Alameda basically had to, uh, was in the process, basically was in uh, risk of bankruptcy. So instead of going bankrupt, what they did was take the crypto funds and put them into the hedge fund. So basically taking people's crypto money and putting into the hedge funds and selling like bullshit coins to these people. So, uh, so they, they, the hedge fund started losing even more money because <laughs> like, where is it? Like the, the economy is going down. The stock market's going down. They're just yeah. losing money. Right, this right. thing was a bandaid. It's not even like, it's not helping whatever. Crypto, just crypto's hemorrhaging. really died. So, and crypto's dying. So that yeah. all that money is kind of even more worthless. So then this got out that, that they, you know, they might be filing for bankruptcy. People started taking their money out. So there's literally nothing. This guy lost all yeah. his wealth, right? And now they're finding out that- More importantly, the, he lost all of a lot of people's money. Oh, uh, yes. More, yeah. absolutely more importantly. So basically, it's basically kind of an Enron thing because now I'm looking at a headline that says, Dude. FTX used corporate funds to purchase employees' homes, new filing shows. So like- Dude, so and- Yeah. Can I hop in with a detail? Yeah, please. You say Enron. Apparently, the person, the head investigator of the Enron case, looked at like a a brief summation of this FTX shit and goes, "Wow, this is even worse than Enron." Yeah, yeah. Enron. Is- from what I understand, Enron wasn't nearly as bad as people made it out to be because all mm-hmm. like what they did wrong, they did wrong, but they didn't do it necessarily because they were really they did they made a mistake, but it wasn't like. Like, cause like the guy who investigated, the guy who investigated Enron, the re the, how he found out about it was the people who ran Enron were like, yeah, of course you can look it through all of our books. Like that he found out through that and they're like, 
oh shit, did we really? <laughs> like it was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but what I find funny is about this whole thing is I don't I know not almost nothing about That's it. That's really funny. Yeah, but what I so like they're they gave up the like they could have just said no and they probably would have never been discovered. But they're like, yeah, of course you can look through us. Um, but what really I found funny. really interesting about it was uh, the part of the company who is in charge of I'm trying to remember the name uh, of the department. It's something to do with. Um, making sure everything's kosher, like money wise or whatever. SEC or some shit, something like know. that. The guy in charge of it used to be the same position at this online poker company that went under because what was going on is him and a and employees realized that they they could monitor the hands of all the people at the table and know all of their cards, and then they could play the game. And then know when to bet and know, you know, because they knew, yeah, they could see everybody's cards. So they would just go in and just rip people off for millions and millions of dollars. And then I got discovered the whole company went under. And then this guy went on to work at FTX for like this this major <laughs> like um, kind of like anti-fraud type of like position where it's like so ironic that that's yeah. the guy who you put in charge to like make sure nothing like that happened when he already defrauded a bunch of people at I his know. own company. Yeah. It's like, who's going to watch this hen house? How about this wolf? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know a wolf. Who's yeah, I know, I know cool. a wolf, dude. He's sick. <laughs> He's, so He's actually very enthusiastic about running the hen house. <laughs> a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very trustworthy. So, yeah, that's basically what's going down. And, like, they're basically discovering all this stuff out. And it's just, like, the fraud billionaire thing is, is kind of becoming a thing. It's, like, I think the, the, the idea – the worship of it is now becoming like, Oh, these are like, you probably have to have some level of socio sociopathy. Is that the right word? Yeah. You got to be a little bit of a sociopath to make it that far to become right. a billionaire to like, I, I saw this, um, there's this amazing video where, uh, who's the fucking Amazon Jeff Bezos took William Shatner up into space. And, uh, you know, he comes down, they come down and they're celebrating fucking Jeff Bezos is getting a, uh, Jeff Bezos is getting the champagne out and stuff. And, uh, William Shatner, he described it later, but he was so moved by the experience of going to space. He was just like, it actually kind of made me sad because I realized how, you know, I looked at the planet and realized how much war and like how much destruction we're doing to the planet. And it's so sad. And, and he's like on the ground. And he, you can see him in this video. He's visibly like kind of shaken, and he's trying to look for the words of like how to describe this. Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos has like hot blondes around him. He's trying to open the, the champagne with a cowboy fucking, hat. Yeah, yeah, with a machete, right? And uh, and he's like, "So what'd you think?" And, he, and he, William Shatner's like, "It's just, um, I just don't really know how to put it into." It. And then Jeff Bezos goes, "Hold on, one minute." <laughs> And you can see William Shatner's soul like die, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, this fucking guy doesn't even get it." He's like, "Who wants more drinks, space baby?" Yeah, it's yeah. Pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like epitomizing like dumb guy. Like he's having a very human moment, right? And this guy is turning on LMFAO party yeah. rockers in the house. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's got on. A, yeah. <laughs> The problem with it too is like, 
It's like Look at my sash. It says Mayor Big Cog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And it does the pussy licking fingers. <laughs> oh my God. But it's, it's, Sorry. What? No, it, but it's like trying to understand what Shatner was thinking. I feel like it's, it's like, I, you know, you don't want to minimize like the achievements of successful people. But like you look at a guy like him and it's like, of course he was smart. Of course he worked hard. And of course he deserves to be rich. But like the amount of work he put in and the amount of brilliance he has is not necessarily the most in the entire world, a thousand right. fold, a million fold compared to how much money he has. So it's like, it's an incredible accomplishment that he built a company that built a space rocket that went to space and all this other stuff. But when you start to think about like all the resources it costed, it cost to get him to the point where he's the rocket guy doing the champagne thing, wearing the mayor <laughs> yeah, big right. dick sash and stuff. It's like, it is kind of, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It's right. like, you know, like when, like the, we went to the moon, it was like, it was a United States achievement. Now it's just this guy's achievement. Exactly. You know dude. what I mean? It's just yeah, something about it. Like, right. There's right. no, yeah. In, you know, I don't know. No, dude, 1000%. Like I, the level of uh, wonder people probably felt in 1969, like of yeah. this, wow, that was a transcendent moment. Right. It really is insane that they went to the moon with 1969 equipment. I know. Just because you're like, I don't know, man. Like that's just like, dude. They were using like an Atari to get I to know. the fucking moon, like and like Reynolds wrap, like yeah. <laughs> basically aluminum dude, foil. You're like, <laughs> they had to like quite literally like sixth grade science fair it, right. and they were and first they had like they're like, all right, but you guys got to get really fit too, just because we're not sending. Yeah. You got to be Jack to go to the moon. Just to do. <laughs> it's just how we because you do. But man, it's really an insane achievement. But like, it just, you're right. It doesn't feel like anything we share in when it's not public money. Yeah, so yep. it's like, I, I, I feel like um, uh, money is only an achievement up to a certain point, And then it's like big whoop. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you earn $25 million, I go, good for you. That's great. Uh, but then like, or 50, but past that, you're like, okay, so you turn to shit, you know, it's easier to turn a lot of money into a lot more money. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you just have to invest like a million dollars in something It goes up like a dollar or a couple of cents. You're like, all right, made a ton. All right. Yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, I know you, we got to go. Uh, so, uh, let's plug, plug it all. Uh, yeah. Go to 2 B. Watch my special. It's called Always Hungry. It's free. Two beats. Great. Free. It's a great app. Uh, it should be on every smart TV or device or whatever. You should be able to download it for free. Um, and yeah, check out my special. It's really good. Yes, it is uh, fantastic. Oh, Wimmer's an amazing comedian. Oh, shit. Um, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I guess the main thing we've been working on is the play. So be ready or on the lookout for. Tickets to that probably come spring as we want to really get it on its legs and do a real run with it. We had a great run at the New York Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. So um, just be ready and, and cop them ticks. It'll be a really, it's a really special show. These seven that we did really, 
So uh, much fun. It's it's cool to have the show evolve and keep still improving. We already had a show I was really proud of, but everyone it just keeps tweaking shit and it's just like, oh wow, instead of a good joke, we have a fantastic joke there. And so that's You're welcome. That is true. <laughs> Wimmer has elevated you elevated. It's very true. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. It's true. But it's true. With that said, Wit, I need you to leave your place now. <laughs> yeah. so I need you to. <laughs> or you're fired. Yeah. Or you're fired. Dude, start marketing the run we don't yet have. Yeah. <laughs> Could you start barking tickets? We don't We don't have a date or a theater or anything. There, yeah. I just need you barking. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just keep, got to keep the brand out there. <laughs> um, and you have to come into the office. You have to do work for the play. <laughs> At my house, you yeah. have to come over and just work on a laptop. And put no on kids, a tie. yeah. Put on a tie. <laughs> come on, man. All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. So go to race the movie the play for all updates. Uh, Christian Duran SVP on Instagram, Christian Duran Comedy dot com, and um, yeah, thank you guys for coming out. Everyone that came out, uh, we'll be coming back to you the Oh Dear podcast that is uh, sooner than later. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk Happy to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Yeah.